Coming up on this episode of the Locked On Browns podcast, it is the Ravens, Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens. Deshaun Watson's first home game in front of the Browns home um, crowd. We'll see what he does this week. Lots of injuries. The Browns are dinged up on a defensive line as well as the linebacker core. What are they going to do to be able to stop J.K. Dobbins? Familiar face. Ohio State Buckeye, former Ohio State Buckeye, J.K. Dobbins. And it looks like Brett Huntley is going to play. How does that change the game plan for the Cleveland Browns? Uh, Coach Stefanski on the hot seat. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. And we'll do that coming up on this special Thursday edition, crossover edition of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are back. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire. We're here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day or free and available on all platforms, including over on YouTube. So be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Be sure to follow us along in audio form. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. We have you covered five days a week. Ravens content, we are daily. So updates, analysis, news, and more, we have you covered here Unlocked on Ravens. Here today, we'll be diving into just what the Ravens and Browns have in store for their Week 15 divisional matchup. And we'll be talking with Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns for a crossover Thursday here on today's episode. So we'll be looking at Deshaun Watson in Lamar Jackson's potential availability, Tyler Huntley's potential availability, Anthony Brown. We'll get into the quarterback situation. Long story short for that, though, is Lamar Jackson did not practice again on Wednesday. That marks two straight practices without him on the field, but Tyler Huntley went from limited to full. So it's looking like Tyler Huntley, but we will see also Calais Campbell wins AFC special teams player of the week for his blocked field goal. Again, saving three points in a two point win. I, I think that's very deserved. So congratulations to Calais Campbell and big appreciation for Calais Campbell over here on this show. But without any further ado, let's now dive into crossover Thursday with Jeff Lloyd of locked on Browns. Welcome into a crossover edition of both Locked on Ravens and Locked on Browns. I'm Kevin Ostreicher of Locked on Ravens. Joining me today for today's crossover is Jeff Lloyd of Locked on Browns. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Ravens and Locked on Browns, making us your first listen of the day. We're free available on all podcasting platforms, including over on YouTube. And of course, we are part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's episode of both Locked on Ravens and Locked on Browns is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. And if they score more or less in their Prize Picks projection, you can win to 10 times money on your entry. First time users can receive 100 cents deposit match up to $100 or promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And Jeff, here we are, the second of two matchups between the Ravens and the Browns. Baltimore is at nine and four, tied at the top of that division, while Cleveland is tied for third with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And two teams that I think are still playing for something, but I think for different reasons here. And I still think this is setting up to be what I think would be a pretty good matchup. No question. Um, you know, for Browns fans, you know, it, it's crazy how we got here. Um, if everybody had said, oh, Jacoby Brissett didn't play well, uh, you know, then when Deshaun came back, I, I think the biggest surprise right now for anybody, you know, Browns fans or anybody, you know, who's watched this team to this point 
is you know, where the defense was and you know how poor the defense was. Um, if you look at overall what Jacoby Brissett did in his time, you would have came away pretty impressed. Then you were like, oh, wow, wow, so the Browns left Deshaun Watson in a really good situation. Defense has been a mess the entire season. Um, and now here we are. We're two games into the Deshaun era. And, you know, Charles Robinson spoke about it. The Browns weren't concerned about week one in Houston of the Deshaun Watson return. Um, there wasn't going to be a lot of people there. Houston's terrible. Um, they're already, you know, I mean, focused on the draft already, which they're going to have, obviously, a very, you know, choice, draft choice coming from the Cleveland Browns. Um, they were more concerned about the Bengal game. They were concerned, obviously, it was going to be a more hostile environment, a bigger rival. Um and, you know, for all intents and purposes, we saw a tremendous uptick in Deshaun Watson and his play in Houston, you know, 275. Uh, you saw him start to get more, you know, in rhythm as far as being able to use his running ability, you know, get some key first downs, a couple of RPOs. They were able to sneak in there and all that stuff they're going to be able to use more of in the upcoming weeks, you know, see what works with Coach Stefanski's offense and with Deshaun Watson's overall ability to 275, you know, the throw that took me, you know, off the charts of, you know, the rust is really coming off. This guy hanging from his ankle, 22-yard, just absolute seed. Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, on a backside dig, was able to get the first down. Um, you saw a lot of, you know, growth with Deshaun. Obviously, it'll be different this week, a lot more comfortable for him as he's going to play in what is now his new home, you know, for the Browns. So it's it, it's been an interesting – because this season was always going to be a couple of seasons within a season – there was going to be the time without Deshaun. There was going to be the time when Deshaun got here. It was going to be how those two seasons correlated together. Was it going to lead to success? Was it not going to lead to success? But the Browns have a big four-game stretch here. Um, you know, this week, now on Christmas Eve, Saints come in, close the game, season out with two road games. These are four winnable games, you know, for the Cleveland Browns. And it's kind of important because you want to see this thing start to gel. You know, the players in that locker room want to believe and see firsthand that Deshaun Watson can be the difference maker that the Browns are paying him so handsomely to be, not to mention, you know, the Browns need to, uh, to close out here strong because you want to sell this thing to prospective free agents in the offseason. Hey, we went 5-1 with Deshaun Watson. Hey, we went 4-2 with Deshaun Watson. I mean, we're just scratching the surface here on what this team can be with this guy at the helm. So, you know, as much as he didn't play for 11 games, Deshaun Watson was the biggest story for the Cleveland Browns. The biggest story still remains. It's Deshaun Watson and, you know, how he'll play out this string. Can he put together some wins? You know, everybody's excited Saturday. Everybody excited the following Saturday. You know, final two Browns home games, getting to see their guy. You know, it's been a tough season. They understand that, you know, playoffs are, you know, about as close as a lottery ticket probably. Um, but they want to see their guy, and they want to see him firsthand. And, you know, he goes out there, gives a good showing Saturday uh, in first energy. Place will be electric. Fans will be electric. Yeah, I know the Ravens have circled Deshaun Watson's debut in the rivalry here between the Ravens and the Browns. As Marlon Humphrey said that the Ravens are hoping to give Deshaun Watson a not-so-soft welcome to the rivalry. But, Jeff, you talked about the Browns' biggest story being the quarterback. Well, the Ravens' biggest story is also the quarterback situation as Lamar Jackson goes down in Week 13 against Denver with the knee injury. He misses Week 14. So far, through two days of practice leading up to the game, we haven't seen him on the field both Tuesday and Wednesday did not practice. So in week 14, it was Tyler Huntley who got the start, but Huntley ends up leaving the game with a concussion. So in comes undrafted third stringer, Anthony Brown, an undrafted out of Oregon. He only completes three or five passes for 16 yards, but played mistake free. It's what you can ask for. I'm going to interrupt real quick. Anthony Brown, New Jersey boy, went to my high school rival. 
Um, so wow. as much as, you know, Raven fans were probably like, who in the world is this guy? I said, oh, my God, Anthony Brown's playing for the Ravens. Um, so cool story. But go ahead, bud. No, yeah, he, he is. And he ended up making the well making the practice squad, didn't make the initial roster. But it's because the Ravens have a backup quarterback in Tyler Huntley, who I think is like perfect for what the Ravens need out of that. Very position. few teams. Very, there's very few people in this world that you can put in there and say, hey, you know, can you be like Lamar Jackson? But I think they found that guy. Yeah, they did. And so for Huntley, the good news for him is that although he was limited on Tuesday, he was a full participant on Wednesday. So it is shaping up to potentially be Tyler Huntley in week 15 against Cleveland. Huntley did play in Cleveland. He started week 15. Well, he started later in the season, but this could be his second start in Cleveland. But if the Ravens need Anthony Brown in any capacity in week 15. I think they should feel confident in what he was able to show. Now, Huntley compared to Brown. Huntley's the more superior athlete compared to Brown, but Brown can push the ball down the field a little bit more. Huntley's not a wonderful deep ball passer. It's one of the weaknesses in his game that he, even dating back to last year, we were talking about it. So if Jackson is able to somehow miraculously play, then obviously that's the guy you want to go with. And he obviously presents so much with as a runner and as a passer. But I think for now, Jeff, it's looking like it will be Tyler Huntley barring some crazy change. But what, what does the Browns injury report look like right now in terms of everybody who could or could not play? Uh, as far as you know, players are missing. It, it's you're either on IR and you're out of here. Which you know the Browns' initial depth chart, uh, they had four starters at the line linebacker position. Granted, Browns play a four three, but they felt Jacob Phillips, Anthony Walker felt both needed to be listed there. There's no linebacker left from the original depth chart. All four of those guys are now on IR. They're out for the year. Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa is now the latest added to it. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, they are in pretty good health. Uh, you know, the offensive line. Uh, granted, you're down to, uh, I stopped counting, I think we're third center, fourth center, I don't even know at this point. Um, and there's times where, you know, he makes a couple of good plays. There's times where he just get absolutely mauled. Jack Conklin, Wyatt Teller, not 100%, but not anybody is, you know, this time of year. So they'll be ready to go. And I'm sure they're not, you know, thrilled about playing a day earlier uh, when this game originally got transitioned. But in the same respect, you do get, you know, a little bit more rest going, you know, into the game, uh, you know, as the season goes on down. Um, so, you know, that type of thing, you know, health wise, Amari Cooper, the hip, it, it's not 100 percent. He was able to play Sunday. Um, it's really not. I, I, I'm not trying to like knock Amari Cooper, but it's not necessarily that big of a deal because Donovan Peoples-Jones has been fantastic to this point this season. Uh, David Njoku back healthy last week, contributing. You start to see where David Njoku and a Deshaun Watson uh, relationship is going to work with Deshaun's movement skills and the fact that David Njoku can, you know, basically, you know, show you a block down, step away, run with Deshaun. Uh, that's looked really good. Um, but with the aches a little bit on the offensive line of these guys, it's hurt the Browns run game the last couple of weeks. DJ reader, you know, great player for the Bengals. He had an absolute monster, monster day Sunday. He was in the backfield all day long. Uh, so that's one thing you're probably going to want to see is whether or not the Browns can get back on the schneid running the ball. And to correct you on one thing, Mr. Ostriker, he did not start in Cleveland last year. Tyler Huntley. He did come in after Lamar left uh, early. Somebody got, got rolled up on by JOK. Um, but yeah, no Huntley. I mean, he's a guy. I loved when he was coming through the draft process and, you know, it's always so unique with a guy like Lamar Jackson and, you know, it's like, okay, well, what do we do if God forbid we don't have him? So it's interesting from that standpoint, you know, the Ravens don't really miss much of a beat. They have a guy who's kind of similar um, and can do a lot of the things Lamar has. And plus he's been there. He's tenured there. He knows the system, knows what's going on. Uh, you know, so all of that. Um, one quick one I do have for you though, is, you know, it seems like, you know, reinforcements have been coming 
back on the defensive side of the ball for the Ravens. Marcus Williams, obviously a guy they were waiting for, um, you know, and then, and then all the pass rushers, defensive line. Uh, so, you know, should be interesting as far as that goes. Marcus Williams, he's in, I assume, for this week. Yeah, he he played last week and okay. he ha- had an interception. He already made. That's, that sounds so, like Marcus Williams. So he he's been incredible for them. Five years, seventy million seems like a steal at this point because he's been so good. He's kind of that back end player that they've really needed for the last couple of seasons. Ever since really Earl Thomas left after that twenty nineteen season, and I always say we all know how good he was on the field for them off the field. Obviously, it's a much different story, <laughs> but regardless, he is that guy who can play him in single high. He can roam around, and he is a player that. Teams have to understand where he is at all times. So Marcus Williams should be good to go in this one. Played over 90% of snaps. I think it was around 95 or maybe he missed all but two. I can't remember the exact number. But, yeah, he'll be he'll be good for this one. And you're right, Jeff. Yeah, it was JOK rolling up on Lamar. I, I try to block out the end of that season. It's, got, it all, it's all kind of a mishmash based off of how much they went through. But if Huntley does get the start, second appearance in Cleveland, but you're right, first start for him in that regard. But coming up, we're going to be diving into some of the key matchups for both the Ravens and the Browns. So be sure to stay tuned. We still have a ton to talk about on this episode of both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Browns. At Locked On, we believed home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. And here's why I love it. Look, it's this time of the year, especially, and we all probably got more acclimated to this during COVID. Uh, you know, shopping, not really so much. You, you order, you have it shipped to your house. But the problem is you want to make sure you're getting the products that you are paying for. So for me, as my Locked On Browns listeners know, my dogs are normally the tip off for when a package has arrived. You don't have dogs. You have Simply Safe. Uh Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology, exclusively from Simply Safe, to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get higher priority police response. 24/7 professional monitoring service costs under one dollar a day, less than half the price of a traditional home security system. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings anytime, anywhere. Don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're back here, our second segment, Locked on Ravens. Locked on Browns, Kevin Ostriker and Jeff Lloyd taking you through this week 15 battle between the Ravens and the Browns. And Jeff, I feel like on both sides of the ball, you can pick out a bunch of key matchups that you can look forward to. And I'm looking forward to a couple. I do want to throw it to you first. Do you have any one particular player matchup or positional battle that you're looking forward to watching on Saturday? Um, for me, we'll get to it. And But here's also what's kind of interesting. And I saw, you know, the Ravens players speaking today is um, – the Browns are probably more familiar with Huntley than these Ravens guys are of whatever this version of Deshaun Watson is right now. Obviously, Ravens players, you know, if they've been there or whatever, you know, they're familiar with Deshaun Watson. Browns can say, hey, we saw Tyler Huntley a year ago. You know, we know nobody's seen Deshaun Watson in two years. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. And even I believe it was Marlon Humphrey who said there's not much tape. <laughs> we ain't got much to go off. We're basically going to have to read, react. Uh, so certainly interesting. Um, but for me, look, you know, the Browns know Huntley. Uh, the, uh, the Ravens are, you know, 
it always seems we're talking about the Ravens wide receivers, Kevin. We do this with every episode we do. And, you know, however many years has gone by, they've just, you know, whether it's injury, they've just never found the right recipe, which works with Lamar in the passing offense. Mark Andrews, just an absolute beast, even though he's been quiet, obviously, the last couple of weeks. Um, but with the Ravens running game picking up again uh, and J.K. Dobbins, and who had a nice, nice, solid week last week. You know, this has kind of been the Achilles heel. The Browns have been better against the run the last couple of weeks. Um, but there's always that pause and hesitation in me of, you know, you've gotten gashed by many teams. And many teams, you know, we've gotten into the game and said, this team doesn't run the ball very well. And then the next thing you know, this team hangs 200 yards on the ground against the Cleveland Browns. Um, and especially when you're talking about the fact that you know, your linebacker position, everybody's gone now. Everybody is gone now. It's a linebacking room of Deion Jones. It is a linebacking room of Tony Fields, Jordan Kunizek. I'm very not familiar with them either, guys. So for you Ravens fans, don't worry about it. Um, this team even signed Reg Reggie Wrangland off a of practice squad last week. So, I mean, it, it's bottom of the barrel to linebacker position. Um, it, 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 it hurts, but the Browns love to get to, you know, nickel and dime as much as possible. Um, you know, Ronnie Harrison is a player they can use down in the box um, against – you know, run defense. And, you know, we had talked before we recorded here, you know, I, I basically painted this picture over the summer about the Browns and their issues in being able to stop the run. Their defensive tackle play has gotten a little bit better over the last couple of weeks. Uh, rookie Perrion Winfrey seems to be getting the rookiness out of him. And as far as, you know, being a guy who now it was more focused on, no, I'm not a professional athlete with money. I'm a professional athlete who needs to get better each and every week for the job that I'm being paid for. So we're seeing some rewards from Perry on Winfrey. It's been pretty nice. Taven Bryant, it's weird to say. Um, but yeah, I'm almost to the point where I would maybe consider bringing back Taven Bryant next year. But the problem is the Browns just did a, an instance like this with Jadavian Clowney. For what you paid Jadavian Clowney for last year at $8.5 million, you got a really nice return. $14 million in two sacks, that is not a good return at all. So a player like Tavon Bryan has been pretty good. But it's been more of a, you know, all hats on the ball mentality for the Browns and stopping the run. Miles Garrett has probably been his best against the run that I have seen him to this point in his career. I don't think anybody even cared if Miles Garrett was effective against the run as well as he is against a pass rush. But he, you know, and that's what leaders do. He's putting more effort into it and making sure that, you know, he is part of basically, you know, the answer, not the question, so to speak. But, you know, for the Browns, this has been an issue in a team. We're looking at mid-30s, not really much of a weather factor for Saturday afternoon. Uh, but, you know, for a team that's coming in like the Ravens have and, you know, running the ball now without Lamar Jackson, which is key for them because you don't want to put too much on Huntley's plate. So, for me, it's going to see the continuance that the Browns can, you know, continue to, you know, be effective in stopping the run. Yeah, and Taven Bryan, he's known, I guess, for being a pretty solid player in Cleveland this year. What he's known for in Jacksonville is being the player that the Jaguars took over Lamar Jackson and ended up having him slip to the Ravens at 32, which many, myself included, are grateful that that happened. But I'm going I'm, I'm <laughs> to take the other are. side. I'm going to take the other side of that, Jeff, and talk about the Browns' offensive run game against the Ravens' defense and what they can do to stop the run. The Ravens' run defense has been incredible, incredible this season. You talk about a team that really dominates on the ground, you know, both offensively and defensively. It's, it's been a ground show for them in 2022. I mean, they have right now – they are the second best rush offense, and they are the third best rush defense in the league. Now, Cleveland comes in with a top 10 running attack. They are the ninth best rushing offense in the NFL in terms of yards per attempt this year, averaging 4.7. 
but you did mention how nobody's 100% healthy at this point. The offensive line in particular, you know, you got to bang your head with those defensive linemen every single play. And the Ravens have some guys up front in Calais Campbell, Justin Matabike, Broderick. 36 years old. Calais Campbell's an absolute <laughs> freak. And he had, a, he had a freak play last week. He blocked the field goal against Pittsburgh, yep. saved three points and a two-point win. So he was one of those defining factors for him. But also, Jeff, it's not just up front. It's also, you get to the second level, the way that Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith have been playing this year, especially since Roquan Smith was acquired by Baltimore, has been incredible. Queen, I know for the first couple of years of his career, definitely up and down, but this is a player that was drafted and he was on that same defense as Jacob Phillips. You know, Phillips was taken a couple of rounds later. Queen was a first round pick, but he was a young player who didn't really have a ton of starting experience at LSU. So he was working through the ups and downs. He was also in that 2020 draft class, which that rookie class didn't have a rookie mini camp. They didn't have a training camp, a preseason because of COVID. So they had to get acclimated a little bit differently than some of these other classes. Now, Queen has been really great this year. He's playing a lot more confident. He also is using his sideline to sideline speed, has been a bit better in covers. But with the addition of Roquan Smith, he's not asked to do that as much anymore. Smith is a two-time All-Pro at 25 for a reason. He is solid against the run. He is solid in pass coverage. He is a guy that can do it all for a defense and he has been a big reason I think why the Ravens rush defense has continued to ascend and they also have very physical defensive backs too Marlon Humphrey very physical Kyle Hamilton who they're playing at big nickel is very physical this year as well and I think when you're talking about the Ravens secondary Jeff I am intrigued another matchup for me is to see these Ravens corners in their secondary go up against these Browns pass catching weapons especially you know the big question is how is Deshaun Watson going to look but you mentioned Amari Cooper you mentioned Adonavi Peoples-Jones has been playing David Njoku was a threat and he is just a mismatch nightmare for an opposing defense linebackers and safety wise how, how do you feel about that matchup uh certainly you know it, it, you talk about it it's an embarrassment of riches honestly for the Ravens in the secondary um but you know for Donovan Peoples-Jones this is a good test I mean you want to go out there I mean you know Donovan Peoples-Jones you know conceivably is on track to probably get a thousand yard season I don't think anybody saw that coming here for him in here in his year three uh Amari Cooper you know they're, they're resting him you know and it's weird because the Browns the Browns are usually a big big you know you have to practice to play um so when last week came and Amari Cooper didn't practice on Friday we were all like oh um the kind of Gave him the, uh, I guess, maybe the veteran pass of, it's quite all right. We're still going to get you out there. Um, but, you know, you look, you got a player like Hamilton still, you know, every every week's a new week. Um, you know, and Marcus Williams, this is an interesting matchup because, you know, what Marcus Williams does well would translate against a quarterback who has missed a ton of time. You know, Marcus Williams got to be sitting back there. At, you know, hey, there's going to be some time he doesn't see me because there was the first interception he threw against the Houston Texans. Um, and it was a rookie who kind of deked him into the throw. I'm sure Marcus Williams is absolutely, you know, looking and thinking there's an opportunity here for him this week. Um, but again, for the Browns, you just want that, you know, the, the maturation of Deshaun Watson into this offense. Um, this might be a week where the Browns are going to have to throw to run. Um, to basically loosen things up and get you know get some heat out of that box because we all know what the Ravens did last year. And if we all remember, I, I that was that Sunday night game where there's what five interceptions within like six series. I mean, just the most absolute garbage football you've ever seen in your life. But it was basically two teams saying, you know, you neither one of you are throwing the ball well right now. So we're going to take away the one thing we know you both can do. Um, you know, but for the Browns, and this is big because this is probably going to be, you know, without a question, you know, the biggest test for Deshaun Watson that he's got to play out this string. Um, and God knows if his first start in Cleveland does not go very well, it's going to be a miserable, miserable week as far as putting out Cleveland Browns content, Kevin. 
Yeah, the winning cures everything, as, as people say. So the wins, they are very nice. The losses, you wish they it. didn't happen. And then the content, you know, you got to kind of weather that storm. But coming up, we're going to be diving into predictions for this game. We'll be giving our final thoughts on the matchup as well between Baltimore and Cleveland in Week 15. So be sure to stay tuned. We still have a lot to talk about here on both Locked on Ravens and Locked on Browns. But first, this episode is sponsored by Bet Online, and BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and even the World Cup. They've got it all over at BetOnline.net. So for me, who is a Denver Nuggets guy, they do play. So we're recording this here on Wednesday night. They play tonight, so I might be heading over to BetOnline to look at some of those props. But if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today. Use mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And I have a very important message. You're hanging out with some friends and you're putting back a few drinks. If he becomes a few too many, and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think you're calling for a ride, but now nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up, or maybe you lose your license, or even your job, or you total your car, or you might even kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. We're back rounding out Locked On Ravens and Locked On Browns here. Kevin Allstriker still with Jeff Lloyd. And Jeff, this is a game, again, these divisional matchups, you never know. You never know what's going to happen, especially AFC North football. Baltimore's undefeated in the division this year at 3-0. They'll be looking to extend that to 4-0. Cleveland, again, they're a team that has a lot of talent on their roster, but can they put it together? What will Deshaun Watson look like? So week 15, this is in Cleveland. It's on a Saturday. So you mentioned they have one less day to prepare and get everybody ready for it. How do you see this one going? Um, I, I think the Browns can pull this out. I mean, if you told me this was a normal Browns Ravens game and it was Lamar Jackson, I'd tell you there's probably no shot here. Um, but with it being Tyler Huntley and the Browns do have the advantage of knowing Huntley and obviously have you know played against him. Um, I, I think the team is going to show up here. Uh, there's going to certainly be a jazz in that building um, for, you know, Deshaun's home opener, because technically it is, it's Deshaun's home opener for Cleveland. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be geeked up. And the thing with Lamar is, I mean, I'm sorry with Deshaun is he's not a guy that gets geeked up and it causes issues for him. You know what I'm saying? Some guys that get too fired up, you know, ball rise a little high. Um, but if I see the continuation from Deshaun Watson that I saw from week one in Houston to week two in Cincinnati, um, I think there's, you know, a real solid chance here. The Browns should probably pull this game out. Um, Lamar not being available. I mean, it doesn't really destroy the Ravens because you still have that second matchup with the Bengals. So essentially the Ravens would still control their own destiny in that regard. Uh, so that's key for them. And that's probably a reason why they're going to try to get, you know, wait till Lamar is as close to hundred uh, percent as possible when coming back. Um, and a lot of talk has been about the Browns, you know, running games suffering. So the question is going to be, will they be able to get that back on track or 
well, they maybe kind of put it on ice and just say, hey, we paid this guy $238 million guaranteed. These are the games he's supposed to win. Um, so all of that being said, I think the Browns can pull this out. And, you know, I'll just kind of close with, my God, I will lose my mind if I see Jacoby Brissett take this field in any way possible whatsoever. Yeah, there, there's a lot that I feel like the Ravens, there, there are a lot of ways I'll say I think the Ravens can win this game. There are also ways the Ravens can lose it. Before the season started, I had this as a loss for the Ravens, but with the injuries the Browns have suffered, especially on their defense, you know, the linebackers and the way the Ravens ran the football in week 14 against the Pittsburgh run defense that was top 10 in the league before that week. And everybody knew it was coming the entire game. Pittsburgh knew it. Baltimore knew it. The fans knew it. The coaches knew it. Everybody knew it. And the Pittsburgh Steelers could not stop the Ravens ground game. So I think that's the key for them. I also think the Ravens have to, they have to be better in the red zone. First of all, if Baltimore cannot punch in the ball into the end zone, if they get down to the Cleveland 20 to the Cleveland 10, and they continue to trade touchdowns for field goals, that is not a recipe for success. Also, the Ravens have struggled on third down over the past couple of weeks on offense. They went three of 13 in week 13, and then they went four of 13 in week 14. So hopefully they don't just go five of 13. Hopefully they're able to get maybe 50%, 66% there. I'm going to say it's a close Ravens win. I think there are ways Baltimore can lose it, but I just think that going four and in the division is just so good for them, especially considering Cincinnati right now is two and three. So I'm going to say, you know, if I, if I had to give a final score, I'll go, I'll go 27 to 21. Ravens. Do you have a score you have in mind, or you just think it's going to be a, a close game? I think, you know, something of the 20 to 13 route, I think it was going to be the case. Um, if the Browns are able to pull this out, I, I think that's going to be the case because I, I, I do think there is going to be, you know, a disadvantage for Huntley coming in into this road start in Cleveland. And it's kind of like, wow, you know, I mean, did anybody ever think that, you know, when Deshaun finally got his first home start and it was going to be the Baltimore Ravens that we'd be talking about this game? With Tyler Huntley being the quarterback, um, you know, we figured this was going to be this first of maybe you know, 10, 12 epic matchups between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. Those days are going to have to wait, obviously. Certainly, uh, you know, as changes, uh, you know, with Lamar being out, most likely are are, are amongst us. Um, but I think Huntley's walking into a real tough venue. It's going to be a real tough crowd. Um, you know, a lot. Of, you know, Browns fans aren't used to Saturdays, so I'm sure they'll be just as fired up on Saturday as they would be on Sunday. Um, but they want to see the way this is all going to unfold. You know, they're, they're going to be excited. They're going to be there early. The Muni lot is going to be a mess, as it always is. Um, but th that place is going to be packed, and everybody is going to be ready. And the question is, is Deshaun Watson going to be? Yeah. Did you like the Saturday change? Do you prefer that to Sunday? I think the league made this anticipating maybe that the Browns were going to knock off the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? So then this game would have had more meat to it. Right. Um, you know, by then it was obviously there's no way you can go back and change it back out. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, at this point, you know, like it's a holiday. It's just December. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, hey, for me and you, Kev, we maybe get to do something on a Sunday. We don't really ever get to do that type of stuff. And I'm going to have to be quiet, make sure my family doesn't realize the game's on Saturday so I can come up with something on Sunday. But uh, no, uh, it, it should be fun. And, you know, hey, you know, AFC North is a great, great division. If there was any, you know, division that deserved a game flex where we can get a lot more eyes onto it, it's certainly the AFC North.
Oh, yeah. And, and these games are so gritted out, grinded out. We've had so many of those games this season already. I'm excited for another one here. Baltimore got the best of Cleveland. They almost blew the game. Baltimore did on that Justice Hill fumble deep in Cleveland territory. But now Cleveland has a chance to maybe get revenge in that Deshaun Watson first home start. So we'll see what ends up happening. I'm excited for it. But, Jeff, it's always a blast talking with you. Thanks so much for hopping on with me and diving into everything that's going to happen, at least we think, in this Ravens and Browns matchup in week 15 and i'm just hoping again i'm hoping this is a good contest comes down to the wire and that our saturdays will be filled with very good football here ah, absolutely now folks keep in mind look don't go too hard friday night um but it should be fun you know and you know it, it's going to be interesting also just from the standpoint of how is the league going to cover this television wise because basically they made sure the browns didn't really have a national appearance where deshaun watson was going to be a part of it this will kind of be the first one there with all the eyes on, you know, so they can kind of, you know, get, you know, as far as, you know, to this point in the future here. Um, but it should be a good one. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know a lot of people were upset Sunday. The Browns, you know, lost to the Bengals. But, I mean, I took away of it. I was just like, well, all right. I, I'm pretty sure we got our dude. Because, um, you know, Deshaun Watson, I mean, whatever you think about the guy off the field, on the field, the guy, you know, to me, it's still there. He is still a top five, seven, ten, wherever you want to put him. He is one of the top, still the top guys to do it. Does he maybe need a little more groceries to work with in 2023? Certainly possible, but that's a big thing we'll find out over the coming uh, next four weeks here for the Browns. A big thanks to Jeff for hopping on talking Ravens and Browns with me. I think this will be, again, one of those close, hard-fought divisional matchups, even despite Cleveland's running defense not being the best, but Baltimore being both a top three unit in offense and defense in terms of running the football. That to me is why I ended up flipping this game from a loss before the season to a win right now. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. It helps out a ton. I really appreciate all the support. Also be sure to follow along with us in audio form as well. You can listen either in audio form or watch in video form. When we get back here tomorrow, we'll be diving into our full game preview of the Ravens week 15 matchup with those Cleveland Browns. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow.